Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion, the man who is obsessed with making great music and teaching you how to make your own. And this is a special birthday episode. But before we get into the birthday episode, check this out, y'all. We got some pre-roll ads. So if you have been paying attention to the pod, if you listened to last week's episode, it's the first time in a long time I've had some pre-roll things to plug, but now we do. If you want to support the pod, if you want to support the music, you can now. I've created a Patreon for it, and what I'm doing is creating a community. I'm calling it the Free Thinkers around the art, around the podcast, and around the music. So I've created a membership for it, so if you are part of the Free Thinkers, I'm limiting it to a thousand. I'm trying to find those thousand people that want to contribute and support the art and the movement, and just going to make it a rad experience that we're going to learn along the way. I'm going to get feedback from you what you want out of it, and just provide a, a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff. And it's going to be what I really focus on this next chapter of my life is moving away from the beat school stuff. I still am going to be doing beat school, sharing that, but moving more towards building this community around making art that matters so with that out of the way if you want to check that out in the description below no matter what platform you're on you can also just go to patreon.com slash kia orion but without further ado y'all i'm 31 and I'm, that's actually a lie at the recording of this i'm still 30 you know i'm a details guy i want to be specific about it but by the time you're listening to this i'm 31 and that is insane because the way that life works out and the way that you expect what you expect your life to be and how it actually is. And that is one of the big themes of this entire episode that I want to talk to you about today are some life lessons that I've learned over the last year, some gems, algunos diamantes, quiero darte, and some big takeaways and highlights over the last year. And before we get into the lessons, the gems, the some of the, the big things that I think you can walk away, actionable takeaways from this episode, I want to be clear that these are not, <laughs> most of these are not original ideas. Most of these, the way that I'm a musician, and so I like to kind of take ideas and influences and remix them, most of these ideas are straight up stolen. I'm an artist. I steal like an artist. Shout out Austin Cleon. And that's what I do. I take ideas. I add a little bit of Kia sauce and remix them. Or sometimes I'll just straight up steal them. So if you want to get to the source of a lot of these ideas, these are mostly influenced by Naval Ravikant, Almanac of Naval Ravikant, Tim Ferriss, Ryan Holiday, Super into Stoicism, this guy named Arthur Brooks around happiness and a couple books that I read, I read every year, and one of them is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. So this is kind of Kia's stew of all of these ideas around happiness and stoicism, mixed in with a little bit of ayahuasca and a little bit of life experience into a big stew that I have felt like has been a bit of a game changer for me this year in terms of where I am now, and it's pretty crazy because about a year ago, I was with my mom and dad for a short time 
for my 30th birthday, and then I came to Medellin. So it's been almost a year since I've touched down in Medellin, almost exactly. And things have changed a lot in terms of where I am spiritually, emotionally, my mind, what I want out of life. And I'm excited to share these with you. Some of these, I'm going to preface this from the rip. Some of these are going to be charged ideas. So these are things around faith and religion, some of these sorts of things, spirituality, that the older I get, the more these really have hold an important place in my life that before I was, I'd say, much more agnostic or atheist in a way, which in a way I still am in some regards, which we can get to, but there will be some political talk. There will be some religious talk in this pod. If you're cool with that, then let's continue. I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you're a sensitive soul, might not be the pod for you, but if you're ready to rock and you, if you're here, you already know me, you know how these pods go. They're going to be spirituality and mindset things and sex and music and all the things that make up this crazy, beautiful, complicated life that I'm here to share with you today. Let's get into it. So I wanted to, normally I'll have a lot of these ideas kind of in my in my mind. I'll just keep them in the dome, just kind of ideas percolating, but I wanted to write them down because these are potent ideas. And I think before we even get to this, there's a difference between having these ideas or understanding these ideas and then actually practicing them. And so these are things that I, I don't want to come at this from a place of like, I'm in a high tower. Like I already have this all figured out. Secret spoiler alert. I don't, but I'm working on a lot of these things. And these are things that I have implemented in my life that I have seen some some incredible changes with and continue to build on. So these are kind of certain ideas, core beliefs, things that I've that I've known and that a lot of these you will have already heard before. I probably won't be sharing much new with you, but what I hope is that maybe I can I can remind you again of some of these things that I know for myself, I'll hear them and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then at certain my life points in my life, they almost click. It's almost like a, like the, some sort of like a detonator goes off in your brain and you have to have the life experience. Like you, you reach a certain level of life experience and the detonator goes, I'm like, oh, and it like explodes. You're like, I get it now. So let's get to it. I also think with some of the recent changes in my life, recent experiences in my life, these are just especially potent and top of mind. And a lot of these have to do with happiness, fulfillment, purpose, etc. Enough teasing it. Let's get into it. The first one, big one, big boy. The secret to happiness isn't having more, it's wanting less. It's a subtractive process to feel full with what you already have. This is a this one's been huge for me this year, and this is something that I really is it prescribe to ascribe to. <laughs> I really believe in this right now. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't. I've been singing a lot. My throat's raw. I can't think straight. I feel like happiness is such an inside game and feeling content is such an inside game. And to me, 
we play often these more multiplayer games of fitness, attractiveness, money, status, power, these things that are all very obvious that where you're at, what you have compared to others. But I feel like this sort of like happiness one is one you can't see. Um, but this idea of instead of trying to accumulate more, whatever it is, actually, how can I like strip things away? And this is in terms of, for me, this is learned, I've been working also on unlearning a lot of things. So rather than like taking on new identities, I'm like, how can I, how can I get rid of my buggy programming that I, that I've downloaded over the years? How can I get rid of more things, you know, even physically in terms of stuff, be more free? How can I, if there are maybe toxic people in my life, you know, maybe spend less time with those people or cut those ties? For me, there's there's this real piece in subtracting, and that's been really powerful for me is peace has been the more simple even even with the patreon with the plug and all this of trying to move more towards like uh um like a creator supported career is this idea of like subtracting things more like like focus and being more intentional and this one has been a really has really moved the needle for me in terms of finding fulfillment and we'll get into things later about like this recent trip to LA and and um, how for me simplifying has been a real powerful tool. Okay, another one. This one has been big too, and this one is that where this one is. I I love this. This is a lot um, inspired by Tom Bilyeu that we're having a biological experience. He talks about this a lot. And then in terms of my, you know, me kind of being into science and the, and kind of the, the, the social science, also like the biology or neurology of what it means to be an animal of like how much of our experience is actually biological and that our, it's our predisposition, it's our predisposition to be, to kind of be dissatisfied or to be unfulfilled because if we just found like one blueberry patch or berry patch or whatever when we were, you know, our ancestors and we're like, oh, cool, we're just, I'm chilling on this one patch, then it's like you don't have to go find new patches. You know what I mean? You always got to try to find new patches. Or if you like kill one buffalo, it's like you can't eat off that forever. And so it's like kind of programmed in us to always be chasing this sort of like, this like dopamine, you know, molecule of more to wanting to go to compare. You see the other caveman's fire. If he has a bigger fire than you, you're like, what is he doing? You know what I mean? Like, and so we're just always in this mode of comparison of wanting to, of kind of, it helps us to be striving towards something. Cause that's just in our DNA as animals. We, you know, we're supposed to just like sit and chill and graze and just like kick it like this. We're not hippos. You know what I mean? Like we don't do that. So Oh, that would be rad. Um, so I think that, that that to me, just understanding how much of my, my thought process and my brain is like the biological component has been really powerful for me um, of an understanding that like this, I'm battling thousands of years worth of biology and that that's cool and to know that and all these feelings I have jealousy envy you know sadness happiness and and all of the the 
um, kind of, uh, what's the word for it? If you like zoom in and you, you all the, the other emotions in between those kind of core emotions, like all of these are, are there for a reason, but it doesn't mean that I have to. I have to let them drive me. It's important to feel them, I think, but using those emotions as maybe signals for things and to understand that they are emotions and that they aren't truth. That for me has been really powerful. Um, This whole idea of understanding my biology more and then working with that. Even in the same regard of of the, the power of your biology, the reason I keep also, if you're watching this, the reason I keep checking my microphone is I have one battery left. <laughs> so if at some point this cuts out, I'd have to get new batteries. I'm just giving you a heads up. Um, is also the biology piece of the power of like habits of of like getting sunlight in your eyes early in the morning, getting sunlight on your skin, spending more time outside, around in green spaces, like movement, have, spending more time moving around and using my body and these things that are actually like part of biology and, you know, you know, fitness and nutrition and all these things that are like, they seem simple and they're things we all kind of know, but they are kind of like cornerstone pillars to my happiness as an individual of like daily movement practice, sunlight, eating a lot of like good food, nutritious food, sleeping, like Sounds simple, but getting those couple core things dialed in makes for a much more happier life experience for me. And putting myself in environments that makes those things easy to do. So that was a that's a big one. That's a rant. That's a big one. Um, and also that speaking of which, that happiness is hands on. I like this. You, happiness is hands on. You have to create it. You have to cultivate it. You aren't. And happiness is like, it's a feeling, right? That's kind of a fleeting emotion as well. I'm happy, but I guess this more like feeling good is just a a better way to put it. Like more often I feel better and it's a practiced thing of, of creating an environment for myself to feel these things, to spend more time outside, to live in places that has more sunshine, to live in places I spend less time in the car, to spend time in places that makes it easy to walk around, you know, access to, to fresh fruits, vegetables, that sort of stuff by the beach. I'm not by the beach now, but like when I've lived by the beach, like creating environments that make these, these hacks easier. Um, that's huge. Okay. But again, it's also, it's an, you have to be intentional. It's not something that just like, you don't have to stumble on it. You have to like, how do I create an environment for myself to feel rad? Cool. And okay. So that's, so there's like this biological piece of like the physical element that goes into happiness for me, a a big life lesson, another big life lesson for me getting over the last 365 days. This revolution around the sun is this idea of cosmic insignificance therapy. And I think that for me, one really big thing for the, you know what? So the, I hate being paranoid about this. So I'm actually just going to change the batteries now. So I have to keep <laughs> in the back on. I'm like, is the audio running out? Let me just hold that thought and we'll jump back into this. Okay, hopefully I spliced that together relatively well in the editing. So that's not too uh, disruptive, but we change the batteries. We're good. Moving on. This piece, this next one was for me inspired a big piece was this last year when I almost died. That's actually one of my highlights from the last year was almost dying. And that sounds maybe weird to say, but I think that like when life punches you in the mouth, there's 
a lot of beauty to those moments. And when I think about this, this isn't applicable to everyone, but I think about this a lot, how, and I say this a lot too, but I like the thought experiment of how is the worst thing that's happened to me actually the best thing that ever happened to me? And another, I heard this really interesting exercise around this recently as well, around if you could like erase, if you had like an eraser in your life and you could erase something, you know, some event in your life that was painful, but you also had to erase all the growth that happened from that, all the conversations around that that you had with people that you bonded over, all of the other things that went with it, would you still erase it? And I was like, I don't think I would. Like my blood problem thing, which I, I realized I almost use as a crutch or as an excuse to live more fully in kind of a strange way, which was pointed out to me in a dinner last night. Shout out Patrick. Um, but also the blood thing almost dying a few times. Like it just makes me very feel very grateful and very present very often. And this idea of cosmic insignificance therapy, which I got from Tim Ferriss, um, him talking about is that like, if you change the scale on the timeline, it makes it for me, that's been a big kind of mental hack or like a mental shift it's just to change if I just zoom out from like a macro perspective, it helps me in a lot of ways. It helps me think about what are the right decisions for me to make now because it also helps me think about what type of an impact or what type of things do I want to leave this planet with. If and and on that same note, like how little it actually matters. Because even in terms of like this idea of legacy and shit, it's like Name two of your great-grandparents. I'll wait. Unless you're super into family history, like, at just how many, it takes like how many generations and you're just like dust in, in somebody's photo book. And also, this was a big piece too. I uh, Another highlight I'll talk about later was this this family trip to Ireland. And, and you spend any time in places that are old, like ancient places. And there were these cliffs. They were called the Cliffs of Moor. And I remember we did this like tour we were in like a boat, this big boat, and they're talking about these cliffs and like they're around for thousands, like millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years or whatever. And I was like, you get like a hundred if you're lucky and you play your cards right. Then I'm like, and I talk about this a lot, but it like since nothing really matters, it's like kind of this beautiful, it's where the stoicism piece for me comes in, which will tie into the next point, but like, how much none of it matters, but because nothing matters, like that actually gives everything a, a deeper sense of meaning for me. Like thinking about death often and with this blood stuff and almost dying actually makes this life so special. And it really, for me, I feel like it takes the pressure off of a lot of these kind of like big decisions when I feel like I'm in the moment or I'm like, is this, I, you know, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm switching this like member supported model on the Patreon. Is this going to work? And it's like, instead of I just zoom out, I'm like, Kia, you make music, you try to have a good impact on the world, full stop. Like, do, do what you want to do because it's so short and it's like, it's just really crazy for me how easy it is to get lost in the minutia of the day to day. 
And like when I'm able to zoom out to be like, okay, what actual, what type of work do I want to leave? Like, it's like, do I want to be in like the day to day with my email or do I want to leave just like a huge catalog of rad songs and good energy in the world? And it was like, yeah, man, like that, it just makes things really clear for me much quicker when I zoom out and think about my work on like a three, five, 10 year timeline rather than kind of lost in the day to day of like notion templates and like automated email marketing things of just being like, it just helps me dial shit in better. It also helps me in the day-to-day of getting lost in the sauce with skills, developing new skills. Right now I'm learning how to sing better. I'm learning jujitsu. I'm learning boxing. I'm learning mixing. And all of these, I'm learning Portuguese. I just like learning all of these things. And it can be really frustrating in the day-to-day when you don't see any progress. But to zoom out and be like, dude, if I keep practicing jujitsu in 10 years, could be a black belt. Like, that's fucking cool. And so it helps just like kind of getting my ass kicked every day and not seeing progress to be like, you stick with it long enough and you cultivate it and you see progress over time and really believing in that sort of like over time piece. Um, and that over time, if it all fades to zero anyways, and we all just end up dust and the sun fades out and the world explodes, like, enjoy your life, you know? Um, on, uh, on speaking of happiness, <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the truth. You can't hide from it. You can't run from it. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. We're all going to die. So um, enjoy today. And with that, um, I think that goes along with kind of like the oh, we're all going to die piece is like this idea of faith for me has been a big, a much bigger piece of my life. And not, I think this is often correlated with like religion. And there's a lot about religion that I love in different religions. But the, the, unfortunately for me, I think man is very fallible. And so I think oftentimes religions are like get led by men. And I just, I believe in religion. I don't believe in men, if that makes sense. Just because, again, with, like I know we're still human, and as a man, I know how fallible we are. That, like, but that's not to say we're going on a tangent. Faith, I think, is important. The older I get, the more the more I really like reading and understanding religions in religious texts. Just because I think there's so much, they're so ancient in so many ways, and that like a lot that. It shows me that is a the human experience. There's so much universal to the human experience that in the day, like over years, we develop in technology and all these things that we feel like we have new problems. But if you read these old scriptures and religious texts, you realize we all we're always feeling the same things, struggling with the same things. There's like such a universal piece to the human experience that to me is actually like really comforting knowing that like (laughs) like everybody goes through the same shit like this ain't the first time anybody's felt like this before um and just i think that those there's a lot of beauty in those texts unfortunately i think men and men's lust for power and legacy and interpretation of these texts is often i find my issue with religions in these 
in this sort of a context, but in terms of the scriptures themselves or the ideas, the pillar beliefs of a lot of these different organized faiths, I find really resonate with me a lot. And certain things around Buddhism and Stoicism, especially that the older I get, the more they help me explain this sort of like metaphysical piece of life, these sort of like things that that you almost can't explain, that I like this belief of almost like a higher power, not necessarily like a man in the sky or prescribing an end religion, but that there is this kind of other dimension to life that the older I get in terms of energy and feelings and these things that you can almost feel but can't explain, coincidences that I think are really powerful and also have really helped me, and this is something I wrote down too, is this cultivate this cultivated indifference to things outside my control. This is why I think there's so much from the, Sto- the Stoics and Buddhism that I really love a lot of these these Eastern religions and ideas around about being about being present, about not not being obsessed with future or past, and accepting things as they are rather than trying to change them. And I'm all for you know goals and changing the world, etc. But how much of our that how much of our pain is self-inflicted from this desire of wanting things to change rather than the acceptance of how they are. And that's something that I think the ayahuasca really helped me with. My reflections have helped me with. Deep conversations with friends have helped me with. These ideas around seeing things as they are, seeing truth. And it's often, and again, there's no universal truth per se, but our, our ego, I think, really protects us often from maybe seeing things as they are. And I do think a little bit of self-delusion is good so that way you can continue to pursue big things, have big dreams, but also being able to see things as they are or be aware of that tension between the way you want things to be and the way that things are going to be and like breathing into that piece of just accepting things outside of your control that I think a lot of the human experience, like a lot of the pain in the human experience is around these things, whether it's again, like temporal and it was in the past, you can't change it or worried about the future and you can't change it or politics or whatever's going on. Like, and just being like, I'm here. I have control over these four limbs. I'm wherever I am. I have complete control, radical responsibility. If I'm where I am and I'm unhappy, that's on me. And at the same time, that gets me, that gives me the, puts me in the driver's seat to say, I, if I want to be happy, I'm in complete control to get to where I want to go. But I need to put things in, I need to start creating myself, create environments or, or, or actions, habits, whatever it is to get to me, to get me where I want to go. And so this, this balance, this kind of beautiful dance between accepting things as they are, who I am as a, as a human, as a man, and then also seeing where I want to go and places that I want to visit or skills I want to build and really embracing that journey of embracing the desire that's saying there's going to be tension and pain here in desiring things, but I'm willing to take those on for the journey.
and just those are that like cultivating a sense of indifference to me has really helped me find more peace even other people like not worrying so much about like what other people think or trying to change people's minds about stuff i'm like you believe whatever you want to believe and not just let me believe what i want to believe and that's cool and like just letting go of a lot of stuff around politics like all this sort of stuff that i think we used to get so like frustrated because we want people to believe what we believe and change other people and i'm like i can change myself and share what i feel what i believe in doesn't mean you have to believe it please disagree with what i believe because then it helps have a conversation and will help me kind of sharpen my sores and and help me figure things out so that's a big one um Another one is these are now starting to kind of maybe go more into like the the art artsy stuff, but that kind of building this tolerance for uncertainty that like nothing is certain. Even if you have an employer, they're like they could the company could go under, they could fire you or whatever, like that nothing is certain and that there's bullshit associated with any job, whether it's rock star, indie creator, accountant, like no job is perfect or no career is perfect. And so finding the, 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 what you're willing to do and put up with for the process, what you're willing to fail at and still enjoy so much that you continue to do it. And that's been a big one for me to say, you know what, at least at this point in my life and zooming out, that's definitely worth it for me. And I think that speaking of creating an environment, a really big one for me has been, um, speaking of tolerance for uncertainty, is thinking about instead of <clears throat> like following a passion or something, more like how can I, what does my ideal day look like and building out an ideal day. And that helps me kind of frame my future piece of what I might, what I'm bullshit I'm kind of willing to put up with now in order to have this sort of like future framed life that I'm striving towards and is what I'm striving for now like in alignment with that. And that's where like recently with the pivoting from the rock star stuff being like I don't need to be a re- rock star in order to like live this sort of like simple life that I love. And that has been a, a, a big one for me is imagining what's my ideal day and then how can I craft a life around that instead. And there's some powerful ones in here. This one's a big one. Um, run more experiments. For me, this was the LA trip, Brazil. Like if you, we have, I think it's pretty crazy how many folks, myself included, have had like dreams or things that we want to do, think we want to do. And then we don't even like try it. We just spend like 60 years working thinking that we want to retire on a beach in the Bahamas without ever going to live on a beach in the Bahamas. I'm like, why don't we just try that first? That's a Tim Ferriss idea of like, try your dream out first and see if that's actually what you want. And then if you're like, you want to be a lawyer, it's like, go shadow a lawyer for a couple of days or you want to be a rock star and try like, go move to LA for a little bit. And like, like this is not, this is not it. And then you can feel it or be like, or this is it. Cool. Let me continue down this path. But like just running more experiments, even around just all types of stuff. I won't dive into this one too much, but it's important, I think, to get that data rather than just living in your head the whole time. Or we create these stories and fantasies around what things are compared to what we want them to be rather than what they actually are. 
Here's a cool one. Here's a really cool one. What's your hourly rate? Figure out what's your hourly rate. Because to me, this one has been a big reframe around money and time. I'm still trying to figure out like what my idea, my hourly rate is. Naval talks about this. He, he like make it feel uncomfortable. And I still, I'm like trying to figure out like where I fall on this. But the idea and concept I really like in terms of you figure out whatever your hourly rate is for you. And then, and if it's like you don't feel uncomfortable with it, it's like not high enough. I thought that was a cool kind of proctor. Not even proctor, but proxy maybe. Um, I obviously seem terrible with my English today. But this this idea of like, if something costs me $20, say I bought something for $20 and then I go home and like I try it on again or something and I don't like it or whatever it is, I'll be like, is it worth it to spend an hour to go back to the store, have that conversation and then an hour back to like home. So it's like, it's going to cost me two or three hours for like $20. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a great use of time. And this, I'll think about this a lot in terms of like mental bandwidth. So recently, even in LA, this happened when I, the, I rented an Airbnb for a month. Obviously I was there for about a week and then dipped cause it was not for me. And then trying to get the refund, it was like maybe like four or $500, which is a lot of money just on paper as well. It's like, I don't want to just waste $500, but the headache of like, I went through so many Airbnb customer people because I would try to set it up and then try to contact the Airbnb that like a thousand percent that was like not worth it <laughs> for me. It's like, Oh, someone was on principle. I'll be like, yeah, but it's five. I'm not just going to like throw that money away, but think about like, what's the tax on your mental space? and your emotional space of it, of being able to just let something go and to not spend like hours on customer service lines or the, of like thinking about it and kind of like ruminating on it, like the power of, and this is where for me, creating more wealth for myself, generating more wealth is really powerful because it allows me to let things go more, but even without having a lot of money, I don't have a lot of money. I got some, I'm doing better, but just viewing money differently that like, it's not one-to-one and viewing what is an experience worth for me to, that I, that I want to pay for that I'm willing to spend money on. And if it's going to avoid, like, uh, another example, because uh, I come from, you know, my dad, it was like, he instilled a lot in me, sort of this like, you know, no man is worth more than $5 an hour, sort of a thing, like tight, you know, we're tight with money, which is cool. I think it's important to understand the value of money, but also in terms of like, if I'm going to go on a flight or something and to get like a seat I want might be like 35 or $40. And I'm like, no way. That's like $45 just to change a seat over here. I'm like, fuck that. And then I'm like, or what's it worth to spend like eight hours in the middle seat sandwiched between like a big sweaty dudes? I'm like, no, that's an, like, of course, boom, you buy the seat that like, I think 
money is a really touchy topic. It's almost like the religion topic that people, we get so wrapped up in it. It's almost like a psychology and identity thing, but that I'm much more willing to let things go more or spend money now in order to not have to think and worry about it. Like if they're like between whether it's transportation or how, you know, housing or something, whatever it is, like just, just seeing money more as like a flow of energy between value created and value lost that, um, I used to be more on principle. Like if I spent the money, I need to get it back or whatever it is. And just now being much more willing to kind of just like have an abundance mindset around it and just like to let it go. Or if it's going to be a little bit more expensive to do something that's much more comfortable, cool. Or to do spend money on stuff. So I don't have to think about shit like cool. And just like down to down to, I'm not, I don't spend money fervently. Obviously I'm wearing the same fucking clothes and that's like, that's not what makes me happy is money. But in terms of, I spend a lot of money on like training, like one-on-one lessons and coaches and stuff because it saves me time and I like that. And then also for experiences, to make experiences smoother. Um, that to me has been a big one, figuring out what's your hourly rate and then is it worth the, the mental and emotional bandwidth? Big one. And moving right along, so I don't want to keep you guys here forever. Um, a couple last ones that I think are powerful. These are things I've been talking about a lot. And figuring out less about uh, the the monetary value of yourself, but like to just value yourself and to set boundaries. Because if you don't set boundaries, people will set them for you. And so for me, this has been really important around women and also around my music and having confidence, cultivating a sense of self-worth. Talked about all this on the podcast before this one, but that what you make is valuable, I am valuable, my time is valuable, and then in terms of women and dating, like spending time, you know, waiting for somebody for a long time to show up, or on a date that's not great, and rather than saying, hey, listen, you seem cool, but I don't think, and you know, dipping out, rather than just like going through emotions and really creating boundaries for myself and my time, in terms of also time that I protect for my art, and for meetings, and coffee, and whatever, and then also feeling and cultivating this sense of that what I make is is valuable, and that that is uh, again a practice thing, like happiness, like that's something that you build. It's not just something that you just have, and that that's something that I think for me comes from as well. This this idea of like narratives and stories and just like creating a practice so that you can feel good about yourself um, has been really big, really, really big. All right, y'all. And the last one for me before we get you out of here um, this is a Kia one that I really like. It was make art by the pound. And that was no matter what it is, is it's like find something that you can just make a lot of it and enjoy the process in making it. And that's why I'm here is I like making these podcasts for you guys. I like making music and finding ways to support that in a monthly way. So that way I can continue to create these things. And it's this sort of understanding of things, practicing the things, and then sharing the things. And so that's what I like to do. To learn stuff, do it, share it, and here we are.
So 31, excited for the next year. I'll be talking about, um, I guess, I don't want to keep this one too long, so I'll talk about maybe some some more highlights and stuff in the next pod over the last year. But those have been some of the biggest kind of ideas that I've been working through of um, cultivating as well, you know, really creating more intentionality in my life around these things, around happiness and love and friendships and and learning new skills. And just I think that there's a real beauty in being human that like we are so good at adapting as an animal that for me pivoting recently has been difficult in a lot of ways, but also I think is like just this like a sign that that's that's what we do. Right? That's why we're here is we, we grow and adapt and unless life has punched you in the mouth a couple times, like I'm not even sure if we I wanna hang out with you. You know what I mean? Like until you've been punched in the mouth by life, like I thought, I don't know, there's something really important about failing and finding what your boundaries are and how you bounce back from those and adapting and um it's just been a it's been a rad it's been a rad year. Tough year, really hard year, but a good year in that I think that there's been a lot of change. I feel like uh, I'm kind of in this new path and a lot of that was from the pain of friction from the last year. And I appreciate you being here and being a part of the journey with me, sharing these um, experiences and memories with you, ideas with you goes a long way. So if you made it this far, you're a real one. Appreciate y'all. As always, check out the Patreon if you want to support. I'm going to be plugging this now every time and looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys. If any of these resonate with you, let me know. You can find me everywhere online at Kia Orion. As always, you the bomb. Your check is in the mail. Peace.